I hear voices in my head, they talk to me and they understand. Hello and welcome to the Looking for the Ocean podcast. My name is Tom, this is Han. Hello. And today we are joined by our resident Star Wars expert and Han's boyfriend, Ben. Hello, Ben. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Ben. Uh-huh. We'll be uh-huh. ta- today we'll be talking about Star Wars Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, and finishing off our prequel retrospective for the Star Wars saga. Um, sorry about the break. We've both been very busy because university kicks ass. <laughs> So before Perhaps. we get into the plot intro or our discussion about the film, I have a few questions for our esteemed guest. Question number one: What is? Just got the weirdest look from Hannah. Right. <laughs> okay. What You're is, gonna get the purest answers. What is your favourite film at the minute? Hmm. The last film we watched. What? Ah! <laughs> oh no! On the oh, podcast, dear, people oh, can't dear. hear you scream. Oh no, they'll hear that. I'm, I'm back in Captain America 2, The Winter Soldier. Cool. What was the last thing you ate? Chili. What was the last song you listened to? Alexa, play that song again. Alexa, stop. I think it was Pacifier, Catfish in the Bottleman. Banger. He's going through a phase. Oh, I'm going through a phase. Catfish is not a, a phase. Catfish will be in your he playlist forever. Catfish is great. It's a great band. It is great. It's all I listen to at the minute. But their first album's the best. Fight me. Um, and finally, Sith or Jedi. I'm gonna go for a Jedi because I wouldn't want to end up looking that clapped in spite of the cool red lightsaber. Darth Maul's fit. True. He's also red and tattooed, and he just wouldn't get a job anywhere. His job is a Sith. That is it. Try getting, whole life try getting hired with those face tattoos. Come on, with that amount of body modifications, you can just go on like a Snapchat discover story and you, you're set. Um... <laughs> That's true. <laughs> okay. So we return to the galaxy far, far away during during a daring rescue mission in which short-haired Ewan McGregor and long-haired Hayden Christensen are trying to rescue Big Sheep Palpatine. Christopher Lee tries to save Big Sheep before promptly losing both his hands and his head because Anakin still has all that angst. Uh, General Robot flies away and sassy Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen land half a ship, you left right, then the couple with the most chemistry in the world reunite and find out they're prego, which none of the Jedi (laughs) with highly sensitive force abilities um notice anakin then tries to manipulate anakin with dreams and then appoints him to the council despite sheev not being a a jedi the wookies are in danger too so yoda goes to help them when obi-wan goes to kill general robot which he does before all the clone army start betraying the jedi which is explained in the clone wars but not in this film because fuck you uh meanwhile samuel l jackson is murdered by more teenage space Jesus angst then Anakin and Obi-Wan have a fight which is amazing and the Green Ninja and the Old Man have a CGA fight which is not um, Anakin gets nuggeted Padme dies of sadness during childbirth Luke and Leia get hidden from Anakin with sand Q and New Hope and the rest of the original trilogy the end woo well done I like it though you <laughs> um 
this film is what I would describe as a hot mess. I, uh, yeah. It is Hannah's favourite Star Wars film. It is my favourite Star Wars film. I have a poster of it now. Thank you, Ben. You're welcome. (laughs) It it is by far the best of the prequels, in my opinion. I don't know if you two would agree with that. I would 100% agree with that. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you've kind of let all the child actors grow into it a little bit. And they've had two crap films to build on and learn from. So if this yes. wasn't the best, it would have been a problem. <laughs> yeah, I think that this is the best prequel, but I think the problem with the prequels and probably Star Wars generally is just the writing. Because if you can make Samuel L. Yeah, yeah. And I... Tom, no one can hear you nodding. True, that's why I said yes twice. Um... <laughs> I feel like the the writing has improved. Obi Wan has a very good speech at the end and is sassy to a fault throughout this film. Um, and there are more similarities between him and Qui Gon Jinn as a mentor, which is great character development and shows mm-hmm. the influence that that character has had on Obi Wan throughout his development because he was a shit mentor in Episode Two. Yeah, harsh to him in that film. Like he was. He would just verbally abuse Anakin, like my young Padawan. You inappropriately jumped out of that sky speeder. Here, have a spanking demonstration. <laughs> <laughs> Obi Wan brought out the claw. He. Um, <laughs> um... <laughs> I get it. I get it. So, um, yeah, <laughs> Obi-Wan as a character, I think this is, he's the best thing about the prequels in every film, but this is the film he is best in, unless anyone yes. has any objections to that. Yeah, the most of the fight scenes are top tier, most. Yeah, especially the one yeah, at the I'm end, not, the one at the end. I'm not going to beat any of the fight scenes. Yeah, yeah, the big, the big flip from the balcony and it's like, Why? Why do you need to flip, just jump? Can count the pixels when he's through the air. <laughs> but of course, this, Party game. this all leads up to the Annie Obi lightsaber duel. Which is the best. It's longest the, fight think. in cinematic... Longest sword fight, fight in, in cinematic history. I was just about to bring out that little tidbit of information there. It is... An- Power. <laughs> Unlimited. Power. Yeah, I don't have anything bad to say about that other than the fact that it cuts it up i don't think it needs to bin yeah i would agree with that i don't think i think that should be one of like one where it just sort of goes it shouldn't be like cut up with the especially isn't it cut up with the um the yoda and sheev one yeah pretty much or am i at a different point in the film no no yeah that's that's the that's the parallel that they draw with it yeah yeah so i think they should leave it leave that to be its own thing and then leave the other one to be its own thing before that you know yeah i don't know what they if they were just trying to frame that as the two most powerful force users in the galaxy fighting whilst the two best lightsaber combatants fight but then they killed mace windu who was canon probably the best lightsaber duelist in 10 minute space it just kind of makes the other bit a little boring it makes it very, it makes it very boring and i i just the difference in the setting as well because you have this dramatic mm. 
lava crashing around them while they fight during this lightsaber duel versus I'm gonna yeah. throw some chairs at you. Yeet! <laughs> That's alright. So, that's so I, I was just prepared to ramp that um, you've got such epic choreography between Anakin and Obi-Wan that's obviously re- really well rehearsed. And then yeah. Sidious proceeds to throw a shitload of chairs at Yoda, which is nothing that I've not seen from an autistic set eight kid in the GCSE maths class. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, we are slightly nitpicking that scene as a whole. And there's some really cool... Yeah. The speech at the end of the Anakin Obi-Wan lightsaber duel is my highlight of the film. I think it's Ewan McGregor at his best during the film. And Hayden Christensen doesn't ruin it. Because he's silent. <laughs> no, he isn't. But his shout is angry and actually says, sounds genuine. You. But it actually sounds I hate genuine. You. As opposed to... <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that's so bad. In the galaxy at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a shame because you've got two fights that should have pretty much equal stakes. Because that's Obi-Wan and Yoda's opportunity to end it there. Mm. Yeah. So it should be continuously cool. But when you've got that Anakin and Obi-Wan fight scene that's just so dominant between that sort of... But yeah. Um... Any... I mean, Ewan McGregor does steal that scene because Hayden Christensen could have been replaced by a chicken nugget that I left in the oven too long. The amount they CGI uh... that he probably was. I've kind of hit a roll now. So... <laughs> but yeah, I think... Yeah, that I think those are that is the main positives of this film. If I had to pick one, would be Ewan McGregor closely followed by most of the lightsaber combat. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I can agree with that. Now the low point of the film. Right? Can I? Can I go? Can I just? Yeah. Go feminism. Off. Go. Okay. Right. So let's talk about Padme's character butchering, because in episode two she's so cool. Like the totem pole. I don't know what this thing's called, but they look like totem poles. So the totem pole. It's fine. not a totem pole. It is not a ancestral traditional. I know it's not a totem pole, but it looks like a totem pole, so we're going for it's it. A right, okay, she climbs. It, it's a pillar. Okay. <laughs> we're kind of nitpicking. Anyway, so she climbs the pillar, right? Thank you. Um, You're welcome. And it's like she's stood at the top while the two Jedi are still there, like, <laughs> what do we do? You know what I mean? And it's like the classic, like, hairpin thing. It's just. She's just cool. And then in this one, she's just pregnant and cries a lot. And it's really annoying. You know? You get me? Yeah, Padme, Padme does spend 90% of her time in this film looking out of windows that aren't actually there. So it's just Natalie Portman looking at a green screen. Blue screen. <laughs> and then C-3PO stood behind her just like, like, back. And then she's just sort of, pardon me, crying. And that's, that's it. She's just whiny and pregnant and it's annoying it's like she has more to her than that but apparently not c-3po the true highlight of the star wars films if you ask a certain if you ask a certain sector of the fans i mean yeah if you ask a certain sector i'm not part of that certain sector because c-3po is like second most annoying character to jar jar binks for me that's harsh that's Mm. very harsh he's just irritating padme was the highlight of episode two because Ewan McGregor was still finding his feet, and frankly, Obi-Wan didn't get a brilliant job of things there. 
so he didn't get to be a highlight. Hayden Christensen dropped a bollock. And then <laughs> you get into episode three and she decides to cry a little bit, go from I'm going to kill Gene Ocean Beasts to completely submissive and stand idly by as her apparently loving husband goes from mullet to nugget in three hours. <laughs> Did you have that line written down? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That's amazing. I, yeah, I think as much as I agree that Padme's character is amazing, I think a lot of the hard work is done by John Williams in episode two with um, a theme across the scar- across the stars. Um, but I agree, and I also agree that she only has one good moment in this film, and it's the line, so this is how democracy dies, with the thunderous applause or something like that. Liberty yeah. dies, this is how liberty yeah. dies. Um, you can tell Tom's got a GCSE in music, can't you? No, never. Yeah. Nice. He did a John Williams thing, like a mashup thing, when I went to see one of his concerts and he was gassing about it for like the next week. It was so cute. Because he was just like, wasn't it so cool? Isn't John Williams so great? Which, yes, I agree 100% he is. Being exposed. But I just don't Tom think we've got through an episode without Tom going, yeah. I think John Williams is the highlight of this film. <laughs> Because the... Tom's got this thing for milking Star Wars soundtracks like a big old musical breast. <laughs> 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 it's not my fault. It's just what I notice when I watch the films. Like, so yeah, when I watch Star Wars films, that's just what I hear. But I think Episode Two and Three are two of the best scored Star Wars films that there are. Um, yeah. Episode One generally is a bit weaker but has great moments like Jewel of the Fates um, but that that's just me <laughs> um, no I agree with you I agree with you on that but yes I think a lot of the groundwork for Padme's character that they did in episode 2 was completely unravelled by the plot MacGuffin that they turned her into before giving her one poignant line to go look look she's, she's Leia's mum you, you know Leia look her mum feminism right <laughs> just oh. um, that annoys me I that's it so not that I'm looking to incite conflict and argument between my co-host and our guest here but oh gosh. Go on. opinions on Hayden Christensen throughout this film then go first <laughs> in preemption of a statement from my other half <laughs> I would also vouch for the fact that he's not a bad looking fella Thank you. He's no Ewan McGregor, but he's definitely no Ewan McGregor as an actor either. Because right, I, agree. I think he kind of grew up under George Lucas. And that's not somewhere that you want to grow up. <laughs> I'm not saying that George Lucas is a kiddie fiddler. <laughs> I did think that was where that was going. Thank you. But that's why Jake Lloyd disappeared. No. <laughs> No, I'm not saying that George Lucas bummed him. I'm just saying that he bummed his career. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's well, he's 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 having a bit of a career revival at the minute, isn't he? Because he's coming back for the Obi Wan miniseries on Disney Plus, right? Yes, but his entire acting in that will be done in a big black dildo suit, so he'll be fine because he doesn't need any emotional range. Okay, Hello, so I've returned from the jump cuts, and I'm now going to continue with my discussion on Hayden Christensen. Okay. Yay! <laughs> Go on. So, I think it's 
very much the same situation as Mark Hamill, who was also a terrible actor in episode four, and no one really mentions that. Yes, but I think in episode in episode five, he has. I don't know. I think just everything in, that was all right or a bit shit in episode four went to good in episode five, and everything that was good in episode four went to incredible in episode five. That's why you said episode four to episode five twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying the bad went oh, to okay. okay, and then the good went oh, to okay. very good. But that's my, the fanboy showing. And yeah, in comparison, the bad went to we can slog through this between episodes two and three. So he's not terrible. He's a very good physical actor. He nails those action scenes because no. he doesn't have a. He just doesn't have the right face, does he? he he's not. He does. He's not a he manly. He just always fella. looks. Like he's about to burst into tears. Always. Same. Thank you, Cardiff University. <laughs> he, he looks like if he existed a little bit later, his name would be Kyle and he'd drink a lot of Monster. <laughs> <laughs> Do you reckon that's where Kylo Ren came from? Yeah, he's uh... like not. Kylo isn't his name, he's just Irish. <laughs> <laughs> Kylo, I'm not putting that in. Um... <laughs> what the accent or the Kyle overend it? Uh, no, just the accent. You can keep the Kylo Ren. Oh, that's good. Okay, um... that's good. <laughs> Hannah, your thoughts on Hayden Christensen throughout this? Film? Uh, as an actor, okay. Uh, right now, we're gonna go as a specimen. I, I forget that people can't see me. Casual objection. I just think he's. I just think at least it's not like when people objectify the Harry Potter characters. At least he wasn't a minor. Anyway, um, so <laughs> right. So I think he is bloody gorgeous, and there's no other way to say what I feel about him. But but I will agree that as an actor, he is a very wooden human being. But he, I do agree that it's sort of. He grew up under George Lucas and George Lucas approved everything he did. So it's not his fault that it was bad. You know what I mean? I think his voice isn't very expressive at all. Yeah. It's more more so in this in the Attack of the Clones than this one. It's a bit better. There's bits where he's like shows emotion in his voice. But No. Um no yeah but that wasn't him um yeah basically i think he's gorgeous but i can agree that he's not great as actors go but i do think that that's partly down to george lucas and the way he told him to play it what are your thoughts tom uh i think i think i can i concur that he is an attractive male but i also can concur that he has the acting ability in these films of one of those rocks on Mustafa. Um, and even they do their job probably a bit better than him. The bit that really always gets to me is when he finally kneels in front of Palpatine and he goes, and it's when he's sort don't wink at me. Um, <laughs> it's when he finally kneels in, in front of Palpatine and he sort of pledges his allegiance. And it's just bleh. Like, it's just all of the emotion sort of gets sucked from the scene a little bit and yeah go on Ben 
you just awoke a thought in me. Right, this is something that angered me on my last viewing. And I think it's to do with the way the entire film is written and put together. He swaps sides. Is the very basic plot this film. Yeah. He goes from the blue whoosh to the red whoosh. Yeah. Which is quite drastic. <laughs> and you... You can see the reasons for him leaving the Jedi. They're great. They're very well implemented. Yeah. Because his relationships are legal. Not because she's a minor, because they're forbidden. Yeah, um, but he was the minor in that relationship. Yeah. Continuing. To be fair, he got alter boyed. Um, and also, because they're just a terrible organisation. Han's still not contemplating... Uh, she's still not registered that I said he got alter boyed. But I, I <laughs> registered, I just didn't react. That's kind of half a swap of allegiance, is leaving his old Jedi pals. Yeah. But yeah. the joining of the Sith, that's botched beyond recognition. Yeah, I think they, they sort of give him the... Um, well, maybe he could save Padme, sort of reasoning. But that's sort of shoehorned in in a weird scene that gets memed for did you ever hear the tale of Darth, Darth Plagueis the wise um, <laughs> who was actually Sidious's master and then Sidious killed him um, but then yeah I agree and also I think Star Wars shoot themselves in the foot because Ahsoka takes the same path as him after Order 66 but just doesn't join the Sith what so Ahsoka leaves Tom. Uh, oh come on! It's very relevant. I'm I'm really not that invested in Clone Wars that I care if you spoil it for me. So also if you're if you're watching through Mandalorian, that'll spoil it for you anyway. Um, so okay. Ahsoka becomes very disenfranchised with the Jedi Order and mm. leaves, but then doesn't become. A red lightsaber, force lightning toting mass murderer that kills children. Like, yeah, the uh, the killing of the children is a little bit drastic, especially that he, as he's got kids on the way. Like, it's all or nothing. You know what I mean? Like, you either go for it or you just don't. So you, so you, you either you kill you all wanted, the kids or you don't kill the kids. So you'd have wanted him to when Padme appears on Mustafar to. For him Just... to r- run her through with his lightsaber. <laughs> no, no. My point was, kill all the kids or kill none of the kids, and go for kill none of the kids. Was my point. But it was very badly like worded. Yeah. Basically, he should have just not killed kids. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I think that's also where Star Wars and. I guess Disney and LucasArts both sort of shoot themselves in the foot here, is all of the stuff they've put out after Revenge of the Sith is mm. better, that, better than Revenge of the Sith at most of what Revenge of the Sith does. Yeah, Anakin is better portrayed in everything that's not Hayden Christensen related. I will, <laughs> I will die on a hill of claiming that Dave Filoni should do basically like a Snyder Cut version of Revenge of the Sith in the Clone Wars animation style with the Clone Wars voice actors. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. I'm I'm, I'm with you on that. And overall, just make a better film. 
you could make it five hours and have the last Clone Wars arc that I'm not going to talk about and just whack it all into one film and it would be the best piece of Star Wars content ever produced yes. because Dave Filoni did it all and include Darth Maul in that because Darth Maul in Clone Wars is god tier I, I yes. want to, slightly off track I want to see where they were planning to go when they had Darth Maul appear at the end of Solo He's got to do something else. He's got to be in these new Disney Plus shows. Because Ray Parks put that thing on Instagram of the horns. Mm. So he's obviously getting back in the makeup. Good. I don't think this film has as many pacing issues as the rest of the prequels do. Um... Mm because there is pretty much action all the way through and it's quite a long film but it doesn't feel like it like it does in Attack of the Clones and The Phantom Menace because um, there is stuff yeah. like there's stuff happening and it's not talking about intergalactic trade law um, I don't know if you two agree with that but that was just one thing that I had written down about this film yeah I agree with that I think um like you said, like with Attack of the Clones, I sort of felt like I was forcing myself through it. But with this one, I can easily sit and watch it. Like I went through a phase where I'd watch this film once a week and just wouldn't, it wouldn't get old. And I haven't done that in a while, but that is now my mission for tonight. So that's the Star Wars good. equivalent of an emo phase. Yay. Uh, Bin, thoughts on the pacing of this episode of Star Wars? I like the pacing. I think it's set a very, very bad trend for Star Wars films, though, where there is constant action. And that eventually develops into what we now know as the sequel trilogy. Very true. <laughs> which also have constant action, and look how good they are. I think episode 7's okay, but that's just because it's a remake of A New Hope. Yeah, but I think I sort of picked up on, apart from... Like, the sequels are just the original trilogy remade. No. Badly. Episode 8 and Episode 9 don't really mirror Episode 5 or 6. Oh, no, 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 no. No, but, okay, right. So, in every Star Wars trilogy, there's something that they have to blow up. They blow it up in the first episode, and then they have to reach for things to, like, do in the next two. Original trilogy, Episode 5, they're not reaching for things to do. Oh, I... I haven't watched the original trilogy in a while, so... Episode 6 is I a think bit there's a theme of weaker. Nothing gets achieved in the middle Star Wars film of a trilogy because Empire, for how brilliant it is, other than a locked off hand, doesn't have particular consequences. Well, I think Empire was a bold call because it did a lot more to further the character than it did the plot of those involved. Like, it, Luke is forced to grow up in Episode 5 a lot. Well, in Episode 4, the life lesson he learns is... Well, the force is with me, so everything goes right. Yeah. But yeah. And no one can hear you nodding. <laughs> I was nodding okay. for my own amusement, not for yours. <laughs> 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 okay, uh, we will move on, unless anyone else has anything else Hashtag they would like self-care. to discuss <laughs> about episode three. I do, I do. Villains. When... Um, Anakin, that's his name, first turns into, like, first gets put in the Vader suit and the first, like, breath, like, the first, that's, I I like that. I really love that. They 
They, I don't know if anybody else feels the same. I liked it, but they do immediately ruin it. Yeah, they do. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. Yeah, they do. But I just think they don't immediately ruin it. They let you have that, and then they cut to something else. So you uh, know, to be fair. Yeah, but it's like we've just revealed the most iconic villain in cinema history. Yeah, let's give him his first breath. But then don't ruin him five minutes later by having him go, No! No, yeah, I'll tell I you what I think that, that but... scene does. Go on. I think it makes his redemption in episode six actually seem achievable. Because you think about how Darth Vader actually acts through the original trilogy. You don't come back to the light after watching your son get frazzled by force lightning for a couple of seconds. I mean... He had no humanity in that trilogy. What's added to that in episode three is that actually his first words after getting suited up are, where's Padme? Is she alright? And so there is some humanity left, which only actually leaves after he finds out she's dead. And I... that's when Darth Vader in the original trilogy. I think Darth Vader in the real, original trilogy, I think he does show humanity. He clearly cares for Luke, otherwise he'd just kill him. Like he killed every other Jedi. Like he's done for the rest of his time as Darth Vader. Like his life when he's being called Darth Vader is killing Jedi. Luke's a Jedi right in front of him. He killed his own master who he called his own brother, but he doesn't kill his own son. And he is, he does not treat, yes, he, he imprisons Princess Leia in A New Hope, but he's not the one that pulls the trigger on Alderaan, Moff Tarkin is. And he does not kill her when maybe he could have, because she's a massive symbol of the rebellion. Yeah, that's a fair point. I... But he doesn't know she's his daughter when he makes the decision not to kill her. Very true. Very true. But which could sort of show like more humanity, I guess, because you don't, you know. I can, you don't I need can, to be I can see your point where having him ask after Padme and have him ask after Padme. That's fine. Just don't have him then do a really stupid noise afterwards. Yeah, I. Okay, right. Aside from Darth Vader's last scene in Revenge of the Sith, I think the the first breath is just really cool and. That's it. That's all. It's, that is a very well shot thing as well. Uh, ben, you wanted to talk about villains? Yeah. yeah. Shoot. How does it? How does it do villains? You've sort of. I think the aim of the prequels is to create three villainous characters in Darth Maul, Count Dooku, General Grievous. Yeah. Who will all ultimately become component parts of Vader. Very true. Because you've got you've got yeah. the brutality, you've got the genius tr- strategist and military mind of Count Dooku. Uh, the brutality was more. I uh, yeah. I've restructured my sentence in the middle of it. It's not going well. That's fine. And you've got the more machine than man, General Grievous. Yeah. Who looking mm-hmm. at it, you do go. That's kind of an eerie predecessor. Yeah, I don't like Grievous. I think Grievous is really creepy looking. I think he works because he is creepy looking. 
And oh yeah, definitely. Like I think he's. I think he's. Um, right. Good looking is not the word, but for a villain, well designed. He looks good for a villain. There we go. Thank you. Um, so he's he's like a well designed villain, but you know, as a character, I think he's creepy looking. But that works for his character. And returning to the theme of the Clone Wars do everything better than the prequel uh, trilogy, Grievous is great in the Clone Wars and is a bit of a throwaway character in this film. Yeah, the best part of Grievous in this film is when him and Obi-Wan are having their little scrap. Okay, so now we're going to do a new segment, which will probably be unique to this episode, where we're all going to take... An online quiz, which is titled, Judging You Based on Your Star Wars Opinions. So Hannah is going to read out the questions, and then we will take it in turns. Ben first, then myself, then Hannah, to tell what our answers to each of these 60 questions are. And then we will let you know our results at the end. There's 20 questions. Yeah, yeah, but 60 different responses. Uh, Would you believe she's got an A-level in maths? (laughs) I wouldn't believe I've got an A-level in maths. (laughs) But did she take the exam? No, I did not. <laughs> anyway, right. <laughs> okay, so the first question is, which prequel is your favourite? Go on, Ben. Oh, shit, is it me? Revenge yeah. of the Sith. I have also gone for Revenge of the Sith. I have also gone for Revenge of the Sith. Okay. Um, which OG trilogy film is your favourite? Return of the Jedi. Empire Strikes Back. Empire Strikes Back. Um, which sequel film is your favourite? Force Awakens. There is no none of the above button. Um, the Force Awakens. <laughs> the Force Awakens. Okay, which trilogy is your favourite? Prequels, purely because the Clone Wars exists and is the best piece of Star Wars media. I've gone for the original. Um, I've gone for the prequels because it's the one that engaged me the most when I first watched them. Uh, which Star Wars TV show is your favourite? Clone Wars. The Mandalorian. I've also gone for The Mandalorian, even though I've only watched half of it. Um, which of these Jedi is your favourite? So we have Anakin Skywalker, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Luke Skywalker, Rey, or... Kanan and Jarrus. He's from Rebels, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay, that's why I don't get it. Cool. Ah... Uh... Hmm. I'm going to go for Obi-Wan because it's topical to the episode. I have gone for Obi-Wan Kenobi. I have also gone for Obi-Wan Kenobi. Wow, we're boring, aren't we? Okay, which of these droids is your favourite? We have C-3PO, K-2SO, R2-D2, Chopper or BB-8. I'm going for K-2SO because he's the best part of Rogue One. I'm joining you with K2SO. You are being rescued. Do um, not try to resist. I don't remember Rogue One. So I've gone for BB-8 because I just like BB-8 because he roll- he's rolling and stuff. Oh, no. I'm, st- I'm changing to R2-D2 then if we're not going to give the best droid, actual best droid in Star Wars any love. Jeez. I just think bb is cute. He's like a little puppy. Okay, which of these villains is your favourite? Kylo Ren... Darth Vader, Darth Maul, Sheev Palpatine, or Grand Admiral Thrawn? Rebels. Thought, yeah, I said that right. Grand Admiral Thrawn. He's so cool. 
and he's at, he might actually be the most dangerous guy on that list, despite being the one that doesn't have a lightsaber. I've gone for Darth Maul for his Clone Wars and Rebels appearances. I've gone for Darth Vader because I haven't seen that much of Maul in Clone Wars yet. Which of these Clone Wars characters is your favourite? Okay, so we've got Ahsoka, Reckon. we've got Anakin. Shut up. We've got Ahsoka, Anakin, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Captain Rex, Asajj As- Ventress, or yeah. I haven't seen it. Captain Rex. Captain Rex. Anakin. Oh, the hatred. His Nicola profile picture. He's, he's just the best. He's amazing. He's just, he's just the dogs, man. He's the dogs bollocks. The clone troopers. Alright, okay. Carrying on. Which member of the ghost crew is your favourite? Um, Kanan Jarrus, Ezra Bridger, Hera Syndulla, Sabine Wren, Chopper, Zeb Aurelios, or I haven't seen Rebels. So that's mine. Sabine Wren. Sabine Wren. Uh, I'm not this far into the Mandalorian, man. Uh, which of these characters is your favourite? Din Djarin, Bo-Katan Kreez, Boba Fett, Fennec Shand, or Cara Dune? I feel like I should say Cara Dune. No, not with what's just <laughs> happened in the news. Not with what's just happened in the news. That, <laughs> no. That's exactly, that's exactly what I was going to say. No. You can't pick someone who's compared being a Republican in 2021 to a Jew in the Holocaust. No, I'm going for Din Djarin. I'm going for... Fennec Shand. I'm going for Din Djarin. Okay, which of these ships is your favourite? Anakin and Padme, Han and Leia, Obi-Wan and Satine, Kanan and Hera, Jin and Cassian, Rey and Kylo, or Finn and Poe? Obi-Wan and Satine because they're the only couple on that list that actually look convincing together I'm going for I really like the end of Rogue One so I'm tempted by Jin and Cassian but I'm going to go for Han and Leia I'm going for Obi-Wan and Satine Um, when did you first start watching Star Wars age 10 or younger 11 to 13 14 to 16 17 to 20 or 21 plus 10 or younger 10 or younger 17 to 20. Which of these songs is your favourite? Oh my god, Tar! Yes! <laughs> Come on! Imperial March, Across the Stars, Burying the Dead, the main title, Jewel of the Fates, or the Cantina Band? I'm going Jewel of the Fates. I'm going for Across the Stars. I'm going for the Imperial March. Because <laughs> I can bet you it's the only I one I could sing right now. favourite as well. What, the Imperial March? She's a rebellion. <laughs> anyway. Right. Rex, Fives, Cody, Wolf, Crosshair, Echo, 99, or Jesse? I'm going to say... This is my favourite question on the entire quiz. I'm going to say imagine. Echo. And it's going to really hurt me to put him over the rest of them. Is 99... The cleaner. Yeah, he's the gimp one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going for him. I went for him too. I was gonna go fives. Okay, which of these 
I I just like 99. I think he's quite cute. I mean, he's dead. Uh, uh, never mind. He's dead. <laughs> I wasn't going to spoil it for people. Come on, the Clone Wars, that season of the Clone Wars has been out since like 2010. Not to be confused with the sexually deviant clone known as 69. <laughs> go on, go, 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 go. By five-year-old. Okay, which of these female characters is your favourite? Leia Organa, Padme Amidala, Ahsoka Tano, Rex, Ray, Ray, not Rex, Jin Erso, or Hera Syndulla? Hera Syndulla. No thought required. Ahsoka Tano. Um, Padme Amidala, because Ahsoka's still annoying where I am in the Clone Wars. Which of these male characters is your favourite? Poe Dameron, Han Solo, Finn, Ezra Bridger, or Captain Rex? You already know, it's Captain Rex. Han Solo. Han Solo. Finn got Which cooked. of these do you find the cutest? What? Finn got cooked, go on. I really like Finn, but like he's just not as good as Han. They gave Kylo Ren um, his one good story up because people shipped it online. Anyway, go on. Anyway, um, which of these do you find the cutest? Ewoks, Grogu, Porgs, Jawas, Babu Frick, or the Lothcats? I'm still going for Grogu, but after the scene that Han reminded me of, where it was the, I am C-3PO, and he goes, I am Babu Frick. It was a really hard decision. Still going for Grogu. I am going for the Jawas, because of the Mandalorian. Babu Frick could get put in a blender, I'd watch and laugh. So mean. I'm gonna go for the Ewoks, because they were the first things that I was like, oh my god, I love them. Okay, so. And finally, which of these random characters is your favourite? Right, I only know one of these. So, um, Bail Organa, Savage Opus, I only know that because Ben told me how to pronounce it, Kira, Wedge Antilles, or Kira. In Kira Inway. You know Thank who Wedge Antilles is. He fights with Do Luke. I? Yeah, he fights with Luke in episode four. And Kira is who um what's the face from Game of Thrones plays in solo. Oh, I like her. But go on then. Um Savage Press. Yeah, I'll join you in that. And you know who Bail Organa is? He's layers. I know who Bail Organa is. I said I only know who one of them is, and okay. that was it was him. Okay, right, I went for Kira. Um, we're going to skip this one because I can't think of a quote, but do you guys want to put quotes? I don't know. Uh, I am... Oh, no, it's Luke. It's Luke? Ben's go. <laughs> you got my middle name right. Cheers, yeah. man. Uh, I wax. Not to worry, we're still flying half a ship in there. I will go for sand. I hate sand. <laughs> no. Um, I can't be bothered to type what I want to put because I just like the whole of Obi-Wan's speech but anyway just put you were a brother to me or something like that oh dear okay Ben uh, I got how is your mental health seriously I'm concerned I wouldn't I would recommend therapy but isn't Star Wars the only therapy we really need <laughs> Tom I got how is your mask kink yeah, you should be. Sl- I got that too. Yeah, you should be slightly concerned, but it's okay. I have one too. I got the.
So, as usual, we are going to finish today's episode. I'm powering through with a game of this or that. Today, I'm going to be asking the questions Hannah and Ben are going to be answering them. I'll give them two opposing views. And they, of course, answer, we'll say, relatively quickly with some explanation. So we'll start. Ben answers first, then Hannah, because guest. And yep. manners. Yep. Okay. Yes. Anakin or Obi-Wan? Obi-Wan. Can I have a looks and a... Nope. Pardon me. And a... Oh, fuck. Um, Obi-Wan. Palpatine or Dooku? Dooku. Palpatine, just because he has a bigger part in this film. Yoda or... Dooku, because he's got a beard. Fuck you. Ooh. Beard play. Ooh. <laughs> Point Whitehead. <laughs> <laughs> Yoda or Bail Organa? Um, I'm going to go for Yoda, because why is Bail Organa the option? Couldn't think of anything else. Fair point. I'm also going to go for Yoda, though, because he's a cool... Little green dude. Blue or green lightsaber? Um, I'm going to go for green because blue is more popular. I don't like to be mainstream. Don't they have different meanings? Yeah, blue is a Jedi guardian, so they are more the physical fighty warriors, and green is a Jedi council or consul, um, which means not council as in sits on the Jedi council, like a Jedi mm. consul, which means they are more yeah. inclined towards force abilities. I'm gonna go green because if I had force abilities, I'd I'd rather use those than scrap, you know. The question that will probably make me the most physically angry. R2-D2 or BB-8? R2-D2. I know I just picked BB-8. Really far. I I know I just picked BB-8, but like, I'm going to go R2. Because R2's in this film. For this film. In general Star Wars, though. I just like BB-8 better. He has no personality. It's a droid, Tom. R2-D2 has personality. Okay. You're not going to change my answer. I think there's something about the shape of BB-8 that would make it very satisfying for me to boot him through the air. And the joy that I would feel hearing his little... (laughs) As he sort of arced through the morning sky could not be measured by any other pleasure in this world. Also, R2-D2 has the better sound effects. Yeah, sure, I'm that. You're welcome. Okay, last one. Oh, Attack, me, of the... <laughs> Attack of the Clones or the Phantom Menace? Phantom Menace? But I'm not over the autistic screech. Uh, that's not even a question. It's Phantom Menace. Cool. Right, everyone. You are the set eight kid. <laughs> my chair. <laughs> the odds of me throwing my chair are always low, but never zero. Okay, thank you very much for listening, guys. Before we go, we're all going to rate this film out of 10. We will start with our guest, Ben. I'm going to give it a solid 7. Hannah. You know, it's... Oh, no, go on. Reasoning. We like this. He's got reasons. You know, it's got it's got some issues. But it makes up for those issues by being incredibly watchable. And I think that's why we put films on at the end of the day, anyway. Like it? Took it to a philosophical place? 
Hannah? Uh, I'm going to give it a solid 8.5 because it's better than the other two by like a long shot. Um, and Hayden Christensen and Ewan McGregor are mega hot. And um, apart from Padme going from feminist icon to whiny child bearer, I think it's really good. Well, they do say you're always destined to turn into the person you're married to, so I think she's done a pretty good job of that with Anakin. Um, <laughs> I, I will give this film a 7 out of 10. Uh, Hannah, can you work out that ag- ag- average quickly or no? No. Cool. Okay. 26 <laughs> divided by 3. 26 divided by 3. 26 divided by 3, I gave it an 8.5. 8.5? 8. 5. Yeah. It's 26.5 divided by 3, then, isn't it? How have you got 26.5, you idiot? Wait, no, 7, 7, 14. Add 8.5. Oh, it's 22.5, innit? Oh, yeah. Let's, let's not make mathematical statements. So that gives, us an, aver- that gives us, us an average of 7.5 out of 10. Thank you very much for listening. Our Twitter is at LFTO underscore podcast. There is a Discord server in our Twitter bio. Please feel free to join if you wish. We also have a Facebook page called Looking for the Ocean. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you, Ben, for coming on. You've been amazing. Make sure to come back next week when we will be talking to the other Ben that we know about nerd culture, yep. role-playing, being a dungeon master, not in that way, and everything else. <laughs> Nerdy, geeky, and brilliant in gaming and role-playing and Star Wars, maybe, because there'll be Star Wars questions. There always is. It's us. Yay! There's always Star Wars questions. Welcome to the Looking for the Ocean podcast. We're great. Cool. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. <laughs> Goodbye. Thanks for listening. Bye. I'm going to go watch Clone Wars.